Faith, Hope and Love, episode 382, the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. This weekend's parable of the prodigal son is surely one of the greatest and best-loved parables in the Bible. I used to think that prodigal meant bad or misguided, but in fact, the word means prodigious, exceeding or excessive. In that sense, all three main characters in this parable are prodigal, but each in a very different way. One is excessive in waste and recklessness. The other is excessive in resentment and grudging slavery. And the last is excessive in love and mercy. That's the father. It's ironic that one of the best-known stories in the Bible has yet to be fully grasped for its astounding message about God's love and mercy for all of us. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, that your prophets be found true. Hear the prayers of your servant and of your people, Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, and kindness and grace to you all. As we prepare to celebrate the Paschal Mystery, let's first admit our failings and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Lord God, 
Let us pray that we will have a heart for service of our God. Look upon us, O God, Creator and Ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy, grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once, your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf, and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it, and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them, and of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The Word of the Lord I will rise and go to my father. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness, in your compassion blot out my offence, or wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. A pure heart create for me, O God, put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humble contrite heart, you will not spurn. I will rise and go to my Father. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. 
The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory for ever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. In Christ God was reconciling the world to himself and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices, and when he comes home he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbours, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country. and there. He squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
and they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord We only have to look at the situation of St. Paul to be overjoyed that God does not write us off when we make terrible mistakes, even huge ones. St. Paul was a wonderful disciple and a messenger for Christ and God's kingdom. But if we had applied merely earthly standards, St. Paul would have been banished from the Christian life forever for his earlier merciless persecution of Christians. And all he had to offer would have been scorned and lost. Instead, he became the foremost example of how God can make use of even those who have gotten the message wrong, but who have turned back, were forgiven and renewed, and now cooperate with God's grace in the wonderful things God was doing. It's inspiring. Anyone who witnessed this would rightly rejoice and join in God's happiness at gaining back a beloved and once lost son and not complaining about the fact that he has been welcomed. The whole parable of the prodigal son and the other parables in this section are best explained by the first two sentences in today's gospel. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. And the Pharisees and scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. So, in response, Jesus told these parables to them. It would seem then that this set of parable is primarily aimed at all who, like the scribes and Pharisees, are acting like the resentful and begrudging older son in that parable of the two sons, acting more like a good righteous slave rather than a well-beloved son. The parable reveals how shocking and resentful that so-called righteous brother is. and. How resentful are the leaders of the religion at that time? They seem to be begrudging towards anyone who was trying to turn back to God and seek mercy. The most striking theme from today's readings is God's infinite mercy. And what a wonderful set of readings. We're reminded that first and foremost, we are God's beloved sons and daughters. That is the most important thing to keep in mind at all times. We are God's beloved daughters and sons, by virtue of God's great love, not because we've earned it, but just because God loves us. God is an unconditionally loving parent. We know that a child doesn't earn the love of his or her parent. They just simply and fully have that love. It exists as from the beginning, well before they were born. This love that the child has from their parent is there throughout their lives, and is always there, irrespective of the child's actions and choices. Naturally, a loving parent can get severely hurt by their child's actions. They cannot stop loving their child, because it would be denying their very self, which they simply won't do. As with an unconditionally loving parent, so is God's love for us, but infinitely more so if we could even comprehend that. God loves us. God will always love us. God is like a doting parent. The parable portrays God the Father 
as an almost foolishly loving and overly generous parent, but that is what he is, a loving, excessively loving and merciful parent. The father is prodigious in his love, his hope, his generosity and his mercy. It is absolutely overflowing, more than could have been ever expected. The younger son is sadly prodigious in wastefulness and recklessness, but he's also quite prodigious and accurate in his assessment of his father's kindness and charity. He knows he's sinned. He realizes that with great shame. The son knows his father is a good and just man who would at least treat him better than the people he's slaving for at the pig farm when he found himself starving to death. Even the older son is prodigious, but the older son is prodigious in his resentment, in his working and slaving resentfully for the father, and all the time thinking that this is somehow being a good and loving son. And even worse, this older son seems to think by resentfully working away and thinking terrible things of his father, this entitles him to a reward but it just ends up making him bitter. And ironically, he becomes more distant from his father than the younger, more wasteful son. But at least the younger son realizes his error. Will the older son ever realize his folly? Just as the scribes and Pharisees might never realize how resentful and unloving and unmerciful they are before their loving God. Fortunately, Jesus, our brother, reveals to us that the heavenly father is the absolute best kind of parent, truly a loving, unconditionally doting and giving father who has made us all his children. We do not earn it. It is the love of God for us that has not diminished by undeserving actions from ourselves, although it pierces God's heart terribly beyond what we could imagine. It is we who wander far away from God the Father and his love and care, and we do so at our own peril for we need our loving God. And God knows what will happen if we stray too far and don't turn back. It is not for our own good. A less obvious but profoundly important theme relates to the older son. He seems to be faithful to his father, doing his duty, working hard, serving. But this older son, supposedly good, is very hesitant to celebrate the return of his brother. Why? Is it jealousy? Or is it a this isn't fair attitude? Is the older brother feeling let down or unimportant? Such toxic thoughts are certainly not aligned with the love the father has for him. He says in reply to all this older son's complaints, my son, everything I have is yours. The older son hasn't realized that and isn't acting like that. How often do we feel like that older son? Do we forget we're the beloved sons and daughters of a loving father? Have we become instead begrudging slaves? Do we actually believe in what the father tells us? Everything I have is yours. Let's open up our hearts to the father's love that will fill us with joy. The gospel today from St. Luke is long and beautiful. Firstly, Jesus tells us the reason he is eating with sinners and enjoying their company. He knows us and comes very close to us. He invites us to share his life. Jesus explains that seeking out sinners is not a rejection of just people. It's clear, however, that a truly just person will love sinners the way Jesus does and the way Moses did in that first reading, who pleaded for the sinful and perverse actions of his people that they might be forgiven and given another chance and not forgotten for their terrible actions. The truly just person wants all people to be saved, and perhaps in a special way, they want salvation to those who have wandered far away from the truth and from God's care and love. Being a true son and daughter of the Father means sharing the Father's passion for each and every one of his children. That older son has lost the point. The Father is devastated that the younger son has wandered off and has been so disrespectful and is now endangered his own life. The son should be joining in in that empathy. And when the father's rejoicing to get him back, he should be sharing his father's joy, that absolute relief that the son is back safe and sound after his terrible expedition. 
As sons and daughters of the Father, we should know that God is not even content with 99 saved sheep. That's a pretty good retention rate, but not good enough for God. God will not rest until all 100 sheep are safely home where they belong, with God in God's family, safe and sound and loved as God loves them. This gospel parable also shows us that we can hope even for those who have run as far away as possible from God's love. The story of the son who takes his inheritance and completely wastes it in terrible living is a clear teaching from Jesus. Even those who wander far from God are still longed for deeply by God, longed that they will return and be held closely again. There's more than one story like this in the gospel showing that whenever a sinner wants to return to the Lord, the Lord is always there to receive him with open arms, not begrudgingly, not with a lecturing look on his face. How many times? How many times will God endure this? As many times as it takes, because that is the love of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you and I are the sinners portrayed in the gospel. We too can choose between the younger son or even the older son. We are one or the other. Perhaps at different times we may have been in the position of both of those brothers. We're invited to return to the Lord time and time again. We can turn around each day, each moment, and know that God is always there, loving us first and foremost, and wanting to heal us and forgive us. This is the heart of the gospel of Jesus. God is compassion and love. God is forgiveness, countless number of times. God wants us to know his love, even when we doubt that love. Even if we only start to turn back to him because of an initially rather pragmatic self-interest, as in the younger son, when he turns back to the father, it's not clear whether he's deeply sorry or whether he's just starving and knows he could get better treated even as a slave in his father's house. So he's being a bit half-hearted, But that's enough to initiate the return where he should be returning. May this Sunday give us a full taste of God's love and an ever-deepening desire to live constantly in that care, which is fully and completely ours by our loving Father, through Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is an unearned possession of all who accept it. When the older son is returning to the house and he hears music and dancing, He calls over a servant, a slave, and says, what's going on? Now, here is the real contrast and the absolutely devastating irony. The slave understands his master better than the older son understands his father. Unbelievably, the servant says to the older son something he should have known himself, and that is he's celebrating because he's got back his son and your brother, and he's so happy we had to celebrate. The older son hasn't joined in, and here lies the real tragedy. The older son isn't even being a good servant, because he's slaving away resentful of his father and acting like a servant, like a slave. But even the slaves love the master and have the mind of the master and share in his joys and sorrows. So the older son is not being a good son, and he's not even being a good slave. He has totally lost the point of what he's doing and why he's doing it. And he had to be shown that meaning by a slave who gets it better than him. And then his father, who loves him so much that he'll step down and even beg for him to come back into the house. We hope with all our hearts that that older son, who's represented by the Pharisees and the scribes and all those other legalists and possibly even us as well, that we too will realize the joy and go inside and celebrate with the father and the returned son. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. In Jesus we have been given the example of true forgiveness. In his name we pray. For the Church throughout the world, that it may be seen as a haven for the lost and lonely who have despaired of finding happiness. We pray to the Lord. For the leaders of our nation, that they may seek out ways to ensure that the poor and disadvantaged receive fair treatment throughout our legal system. We pray to the Lord. For families that are divided, that your healing hand may soften their hearts towards one another so that they can begin to appreciate each other's point of view. We pray to the Lord. For those weighed down by guilt, that the gospel message of forgiveness may touch their hearts. We pray to the Lord. For all the faithful departed, that having carried the cross of Christ, they may enjoy eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. God of forgiveness, may we follow your example of mercy in our lives. We ask you to listen to the prayers of your family. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands, for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look with favour on our supplications, O Lord, and in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, that what each has offered to the honour of your name may serve the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal Mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself. 
so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, together with Francis our Pope and Mark our Bishop and his assistants Ken and Tim, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. 
for the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. How precious is your mercy, O God! The children of men seek shelter in the shadow of your wings. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May the working of this heavenly gift, O Lord, we pray, take possession of our minds and bodies, so that its effects, and not our own desires, may always prevail in us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this special time of prayer and reflection. We really do get nourishment from God's word and God's sacrament. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three.